The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Welcome back to the Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. Today we are bringing you our instant reactions after the game, following the Giants' third straight victory coming out of their bye game, or sorry, their bye week rather, a win over the Cincinnati Bengals, 19 to 17. Now they currently sit, based on what happens with the Eagles against the Seahawks on top of the NFC East with a 4-7 and seven record. Honestly, something that, Chris, I don't know if I fully expected us to get to this point. Now, I, I probably we probably could have predicted that the, that the Giants would beat a battered Bengals team, and also we could have predicted that they might have four wins at this point, but I don't think either of us would have predicted that four wins would be enough to currently lead the NFC East, and the Giants would be the team that has that lead. <laughs> Yeah, no, I record wise, the Giants are about where I thought they would be. Yeah, I at this point, I think I had them at three wins, uh, sweeping Washington and but getting swept by Philly. I, I don't think anyone saw Carson Wentz's just complete drop off in his play, not to mention Philly to get ab- absolutely destroyed by injuries again, you know, two years in a row. You know, so record wise, the Giants are where I thought they'd be. The rest of the NFC East is not where I thought they would be. You know, I didn't see Dallas collapsing like they have. I certainly didn't see Dak Prescott getting hurt. <clears throat> like, like I just said, didn't see Philadelphia collapsing like they have. And really just this entire division imploding to kind of being an insult to the rest of football. Yeah, despite three new coaches in the division and teams thinking they can have somewhat of a spark and be competitive. A lot of these teams are struggling and the Giants are somehow the hot team right now, which is just fantastic to see something like I said, not really expected, but Hey, I'll take it. You know, as a Giants fan, as, as we are Giants fans, this is fantastic. This is great to see right now that the Giants are currently leading the division based on, again, we're recording this, around 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock on, um, on Sunday. So maybe you listen to this on Monday or Tuesday after 
the the Eagles play the Seahawks based on what happens in that game that then affects what the overall standings are going to be but if they hypothetically lose to a seven and three very good Seahawks team the Giants are going to continue to maintain that lead because Washington beat the Cowboys on Thursday well let's get into breaking down this performance because frankly Chris it was an odd game it was a very weird game there were a lot of things that came into this that we really didn't expect. Some special teams miscues. Daniel Jones has some injury issues. Defensively, they make a ton of great plays. But I'd like to first address the news and the biggest headline that Daniel Jones injured his right hamstring and had to leave the game early and is currently going to be listed as day-to-day going forward into next week's game. This is an injury that as soon as he went down after scrambling, you could clearly see that he was in pain. He stayed out there for a little bit longer, and then after trying to throw a very short pass, you could see that he had no power, he could barely move, and he had to come out. Now, it was a good thing that he came out of the game at that point because it's not worth risking any further injury. He almost tried to come back in, but after that point, you're better off putting Colt McCoy in because an injured Daniel Jones not only risks further injury, but it also doesn't get you anywhere when the guy can barely move. Conversely, though, Chris, uh, Colt McCoy, though, didn't really provide a whole lot of value to the the equation. No, he really just did enough to get the Giants in position to score one more field goal, put themselves up just enough that the Bengals couldn't catch them. And, you know, really, I, I'm i not quite so sure the Giants beat the Bengals so much as survived them. Because, you know, yes, the Giants finished without Daniel Jones. Colt McCoy was, uh, I, I don't think we can say effective. But the Bengals were playing through some obstacles of their own you know we noted in our pregame show they lost joe burrow to a torn acl i think for most of the game they were playing with bobby hart at right tackle which is a handicap in and of itself yeah it really was the giants defense that won this game for them well their defense and wayne gallman those are the two big positives that we have from this performance for our takeaways I really do think that that this defense won this football game for them. I can't really point to a whole lot else besides that Gallman uh, Gallman's performance, but defensively this is plain and simple a defensive victory. I knew even though things got a little bit tough there at the end, a little bit spicy, I had pretty good confidence in the Giants defense to make a play, to finish things out and and bail out this Giants team that could not move the ball on offense without Daniel Jones and also were struggling with him in a little bit and then doing terribly on special teams. If you look at the statistics, two sacks, uh, three turnovers, and then the big number here that is fantastic is only allowing 155 total yards. That is a, just a dominant performance going against an offense that was lacking to have any playmaking ability. That's the reason why they won this game, was because they limited them on literally every single aspect offensively. Yeah, now I will say that 155 total yards does come with a bit of an asterisk that we'll get to in the second half. But yeah, the the Bengals were really unable to do anything offensively, at least anything consistently, which is something we really noted in our pregame, that their offense was really dependent on Joe Burrow 
being able to make magic happen outside of the structure, uh, scramble, throw with timing, touch, and anticipation, uh, throw his receivers open, and really process defenses very quickly. And those are all things Brandon Allen just can't do. And it, that really showed up at the very end of the game when you could see him, you could see his mental process just bogged down and smoke come out of his ears where he would get ready to throw, set his feet, and all of a sudden pull the ball down. And he'd pump and pull the ball down and just had complete indecision in the pocket. And that led to the turnovers that the Giants defense were able to create, which got them the win. Right. Those those big splash plays that you need from your elite defense, that's exactly what they brought to the table. They made plays when they needed them. And I, I point specifically to the play after a long kick re- uh, punt return, rather, at the very end of the game, things are starting to get a little bit hectic. You have a really, really strong play. Not only a sack, but a strip sack against an unexperienced quarterback. That is exactly what this defense needed to do. And they were overall pretty shut down on every single level. Against the run, against the pass. They were able to completely block out this Bengals offense from creating really anything. The other thing that you already pointed out, Chris, this was a, a big amount of um, attention being drawn to Wayne Gallman. He, he is a big reason why they won this football game. He rushed for 94 yards, but as a team, 142. All of that is a, also another reason why they were able to just get the few points that they had on the board was because of that unexpected rushing success that not only they've had over the last few games, but they had today against Cincinnati. Yeah, the Giants have figured out how to consistently rush the ball, and it really has been power football between the tackles with Wayne Gallman. He isn't a big play threat. He is not going to break runs for 20, 50 yards, you know, big long touchdowns like Saquon Barkley can, but he is a very consistent runner. Yeah, he will always pick up positive yardage. He will always fight for extra yards. And he is the running back who can turn a run that was maybe only blocked for two yards and grind out another three to make it a five yard. Yeah, there, I lost count of how many, how many times he carried two or three defenders to turn a two or three yard run into a five or six yard run. Gallman's been a, a really pleasant surprise. Heck, I even was saying that he couldn't really get the job done, and that was why they needed to bring in Devonta Freeman. But, hell, Gall- Gallman's looking fresh. He's got some juice. He has a lot of power behind his legs. He is bowling people over right now. They're just keeping things simple, a lot of inside zone. They're not really trying to get him the ball in space. They're not trying to hit these outside runs. It's just get the ball up the middle to Gallman, who is a powerful runner. He's a bigger running back. He's not going to have a 80-yard rushing touchdown like Saquon Barkley does, but you give him the rock, he's going to power forward. He's going to pick up three, four yards, or if he's pushing even further, he'll pick up possibly a first down, and that's really the, the breadth of what he's capable of doing. That, to me, Chris, I think that's all they really need to get from him for the remainder of the year if they want to continue the success. Yeah, absolutely. And that consistency is really helping to keep the Giants' offense on track, on schedule. If there is one big criticism to Saquon Barkley's running, in addition to his pass protection, (laughs) yeah, just strictly running, it's that he isn't a very consistent runner. He will pick up those 80-yard touchdowns but he will also have you know one or two or 
negative five yard gains where he keeps looking and looking and looking for a hole that just isn't there. All right, we're going to transition to talking about some negatives coming up very soon. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Chris, we have to mention these penalties. This was the big major one. And as positive as we are for the victory and how nice it is to win another game, this was a battered, weak Bengals team that I would argue I would have at least hoped that the Giants could have beaten by a, a larger margin than a few points like they did. But the penalties is is the first aspect that kept this game closer than it was. And they were penalties in very key spots on that final drive where the Bengals, not final drive, but on one of their last drives where the Bengals scored, there were multiple penalties. And then the, the holding call on Cam Fleming on a, a wide-open pass to Wayne Gallman on a drive that could have closed out the game, that was also a crucial penalty. So not s- staying disciplined in important parts of the game almost seriously killed them. Yeah, yeah. I think the Giants players are probably pretty happy that the NFL has shut down in-person activities over the next two days because they would probably have their coaches in their faces screaming the next two days you know there, there would be no social distancing there at all you know in particular the Leonard Williams roughing that that was a abs- that was absolutely unnecessary it was clear he at he had to have seen Brandon Allen throw the ball the Darnay Holmes defensive pass interference it, that was a little bit more, more a little bit more ticky tack but it was it was Again, a play that didn't need to be made in the end zone. It set the Bengals up to score to put themselves in position to get the come from behind win if the Giants defense hadn't made that one last play. And then again, that Cam Fleming holding call took a really nice 
first down conversion off the board, forced a punt, and just allowed the Bengals to hang around. Those penalties really were were very untimely. They were in the worst possible spot, and that is strictly discipline-based. They are penalties that are because you're not playing with that level of discipline you need in closeout periods of the game. And that lack of discipline was also apparent on special teams. So we first point to the kickoff return touchdown in the beginning of the game after a really good first drive. The the air is taken out of the Giants after this kickoff return touchdown. I also want to point to overall pretty bad coverage on kickoff just in general besides that touchdown. And then also really bad coverage on punt. There was that one specific play right before the Bengals almost had a game-winning drive where they got a really good return up to around the 50-yard line. That is horrendous coverage. And I just saw guys that were not playing disciplined coverage lanes. They were not playing their lanes correctly. I saw a lot of freelancing. I saw a lot of guys that, that weren't playing their assignments. The Bengals weren't doing anything better than them. This was just undisciplined special teams. And that's something that I'm honestly shocked because you bring in a disciplinarian coach that is a special teams coordinator, that stuff's not supposed to happen. Yeah, no. In fact, the Giants have three special teams coordinators on their coaching staff. They've got Joe Judge as their head coach. They've got Thomas McGahee as their special teams coordinator. And they still have Tom Quinn as an assistant on that special teams. That is the one area where they should be excelling every single week. They should have the best special teams in the league because they've got three good coaches, which is something I, you know, a few years ago, I wouldn't have pictured myself saying about Tom Quinn, but he has, I think, really evolved and improved as a coach over the last couple years. Yeah, I do have to give credit where credit is due. Brandon Wilson is a very good returner. Yeah, he is great at finding those holes in those lanes, just the breakdowns in discipline yeah, with special teams and going back a little bit with the penalties. That is, yeah, that's something you don't want to see coming off of a bye week like that. No, and that's the big concern here is that you're coming out of a bye week. You can't have issues like this. That is a, a head coach's worst nightmare. And maybe part of it is because Joe Judge is in his first year head coaching and, and he maybe mishandled that transition out of the bye week. You, you just can't have stuff like this happen. It's, it, it's bad. It, it, that is something that needs to be completely addressed immediately. And I'm willing to bet, just going off of how Joe Judge has reacted after some other games, he probably laid into, into the, the players in the locker room after that game and also at halftime. That is stuff that is unacceptable, especially for a coach who values something like special teams. I'm willing to bet, though, for the remainder of the year, we're probably not going to see anything like that again. We're probably not going to see that bad of a performance again just based on how bad they looked and how intent Joe Judge will probably be on fixing it. Yeah, that I would be surprised if we see a performance that bad again. Even like that fake punt, you know the, the Giants will be on guard for that next time. That's going to be it from us, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for our film breakdown show. If you're looking for something on Monday to listen to, Ed should have a show coming out on Tuesday. We will have that film breakdown show um, coming for you. Head to BigBlueView.com for more Giants news and analysis. Follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at RaptorMKII. 
and also at Big Blue View on Twitter and Instagram. Have a wonderful rest of your day, folks, and we will talk to you on Tuesday. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot, because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.